You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramble Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, I don't really know her like that. And my AKA for today is if you got to sell some ass to get some gas, then God damn it, do it. Because <laughs> this shit is ridiculous. God damn. I'm about to start selling feet pictures for gas money. <laughs> some <laughs> shit. I'm about to be in the racial chat rooms. <laughs> 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 what's up everybody it's candace not so newlywed pc on social media we back we back we back we are back and at it again um before we get into the show i do want to give a shout out to our good friend of the show an avid supporter of everything we do her name on twitter is l underscore uh it's two underscores i believe l monique um, but we call her Chandra and uh, our good sis jumped in my DM. She said, how much is going to cost me to get a shout out on the show? First of all, um, while we do like to get a bag here and there, uh, not at the expense of our supporters, she shows love in everything we do. She subscribes to the Patreon. She's purchased merchandise. Um, she was a guest co-host while I was on leave after having Taj. Um, she gives us show suggestions. She is just a really great supporter. And when you have people like that backing you, you don't charge them a thing to shout out their business. Our good sis started her own massage therapy business called House of Serenity Holistic Services. Um, she is based in Atlanta. She specializes in chiropractic massage, relaxation massage, stretching, cupping, Reiki for all the girls who want to get their chakras in order. Uh, She is mobile and in suite. You can go to her website, houseofserenityhs.com, and you can follow her business on Instagram at House of Serenity Massage and her business on Twitter, which is House of Serenity. Listen. Get, your, get the kinks out your back. And no, this ain't the type of massage that's going to lead to you uh, with your legs cocked in the air. We talk about real <laughs> massages, okay? <laughs> I follow her business page, and she is absolutely amazing at what she does. Um, with all this shit going on in the world, I know we all stressed out, full attention, okay? Let her help you align those chakras. Please follow. Please follow Black people who are you know, trying to get their foot in the door in industries that is typically white dominated, which is damn near everything. Okay. And Hey girl, Hey, we got to have you back on the show. Let you come on and shout out your own business and what you do and talk prices and everything else. I love her. Okay. We, we DM pretty frequently about shows. We crack jokes, everything else. We back. It's yeah. me and Jeremy. Before we get started, I just want to say this. <clears throat> Do not ever in your life threaten me about gunplay if you don't have no rent money. <laughs> How you got gun money and no rent money? <coughs> How you got gun money and you sleeping at bus stations? <laughs> 
don't try to fight me. Fight your battle with homelessness. <laughs> fight your battle with unemployment, Joe. Uh, AKA Gemini I, A-hole. I was just about to ask this about who I think it was. And then yes, you said. yes, yes. Fight your battle with homelessness. Fight your battle with <laughs> unemployment. Fight your battle with no health care. Fight your battle with no dental care. Mm. Don't fight me. Don't don't talk gunplay with me. Go fill out somebody's job application and pass a drug test for you try to argue with me. Because over here, over here in this household, everybody got a room. Even if okay. they don't pay no bills. Even if they don't pay no bills, everybody in this house got their own room. Everybody got their own room, Mike? Yeah. Everybody got their own room. Okay. Ty sleep in the crib and he still got a queen bed in his room with a 50-inch TV. <laughs> well. Okay. You can't even afford to rent a room somewhere. You can't, you can't, you can't afford no gun and you're not about that life. Go get out them streets, vagabond. Fuck out of here, <laughs> bitch ass nigga. When the last time you heard somebody call a nigga up? <laughs> I want what all the game of Thrones hell? Me talking about have your wheel together. This from a nigga who don't have no life insurance. If you <laughs> die tomorrow, your mama gonna have to start a GoFundMe. She gonna be selling fish plates down at the church. Mm. Find you somebody else to play with because it's not me for sure. Over here, we not the one, two, three, or four. Okay. Um. Now on to these shows. You know, Love and Marriage Huntsville is coming back. On the 19th, next Saturday. Uh, yep, next Saturday in six days. Mark, Mark and in grand fashion, Martel has taken to the internet to complain about Melody keeping the kids for him from him for 56 days. And I'm gonna tell you why I got a problem with this. Y'all are divorced. And typically, when couples divorce where there are kids involved, a judge orders in a family judge to help figure out visitation custody child support and everything else i am certain based on how awful you have treated your ex-wife there's a visitation and a custody agreement in place if that woman was holding those kids from you in violation of the visitation and custody agreement she would be in a world of legal trouble a world of it because all you would have to do is make a call to your attorney who would get in touch with the judge and say, uh, my client's ex-wife is violating his rights to custody and visitation with the kids. And she would more than likely there would be a warrant out for her and she would be held in contempt of that agreement. You are a liar and a loser. The reason you have not taken this further is because you only care about the custody and the visitation agreement when it's convenient for you. We learned last season from Melody's mouth that you only get the kids when it's convenient for you. Any other time you go weeks at a time without seeing the kids when you got other stuff to do. Of course your kids gonna miss you even if you're a piece of shit. They're young. They don't know any better. 
one thing about kids and and sometimes i don't agree with it but kids have unconditional love even for the shitty parent mm-hmm. especially when they was used to being in a two-parent household but you being full of shit i feel because I feel, how many times go ahead friend i said this in pregame and i feel like it was repeating um I feel like this is like Martel's way of getting in front of whatever hailstorm gonna come when the season airs. Because I'm pretty sure him being himself, he gonna be a piece of shit. Uh, he gonna do that anyway. Just that's just because how he is. And I feel like this is just one of his many stunts to try to get in front of some press to you know detract or deflect from his behavior that we're gonna see on the show. Absolutely. Because you have inconvenienced your ex-wife many times when you were supposed to get the kids and you didn't get them. Like, let's cut the shit. Like, okay? this, the same, this the same nigga that had a problem with Mel's brother watching the kids because of his sexuality. Like, you don't get the fuck out of my face, Martel. Yeah, leave us alone. Leave us alone. It's some, it's some shit in the bag that, like Jeremy said, you're trying to get in front of. You're trying to spin it to your own benefit and make her look like the bad guy. But the fact of the matter is, we've seen how you parent. And you was busy good. making outside babies when you should have been at home being a president accounted for a dad. You told that lie. You had a whole full-time other woman and family talking about you did you was doing the majority of the work at home how when you claim you was working 40 plus hours a week you had a whole last i don't even call her a mistress you had a whole nother wife you had a spiritual wife shout out to uh the dumb bitch from uh life after love after lockup indy you had a whole spiritual marriage (laughs) to arian and was making babies multiple babies with arian but you expected us to believe through all of that you had time to be home and be doing a lot of the heavy lifting with the kids. Play in somebody else's face. Your track record not good enough to play in our face. Honestly and truly. Fuck out of here. Agreed. Um, we send our condolences to the Braxton family. It's very, very, very unfortunate to find out that Tracy Braxton passed away at the age of 50 after a very long battle with cancer. We are truly sorry to hear that. We send our condolences, our well wishes to the family. Um, this is truly a struggle, especially to her babies. Okay. Yeah. Um. Also, I need to know who toes Candy is sucking over there at Bravo that y'all keep giving her TV shows when she is not interesting enough on her own. <laughs> like I didn't watch the Porsche thing, okay, but I heard it was good and fucking messy. Yeah, I heard the, it. The numbers heard... have been coming in, and nobody is really watching this candy show. And I'm gonna tell you why. Nobody wants to watch you and Todd half-ass be restaurateurs and playing people face. I have I rarely, if ever, hear anything good about old lady gang. We have seen y'all health inspection scores on y'all other restaurants. Nobody wants to watch y'all pretend like y'all are passionate about owning restaurants when y'all truly are not. Y'all down to the old lady gang selling hypertension and cold chicken. <laughs> y'all down to y'all, y'all, y'all prime steakhouse selling seafood that ain't been stored properly. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about that. Not no fucking body. 
And Candace leave just, us alone. Candy's just born in general. She always has. Been. She is born in general. I absolutely admire Candy's business acumen and the wealth that she has built for herself, both musically and other industries and so on. But when it comes to watching her on my TV screen, I don't care. Candy only good and mess that involves other people, and and even then, it's not necessarily. Yeah, we don't really get any real insight into her actual life and what she has going on. We got a sneak peek when her and Ty was going through it here and there, but she's far too guarded for her to be a solo star on a reality TV show. She don't have the personality. And it's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with being guarded and keeping your personal business to yourself. But it don't make for good reality TV without other castmates. Hell, if anything, Mama Joyce can make the show by herself. And I can't stand Mama Joyce, but she's far more interesting. True. Very true. Um, We're going to get on into these shows. Um, We'll start with Black Ink Compton. It, 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 didn't, it didn't truly give too much of anything aside from um i don't like tim i really don't <laughs> like tim a nigga named tim for a motherfucker who's always preaching professionalism respect and loyalty you don't you are always being um fucking professional and disrespectful if you had a problem with stars coming and goings in the shop and her being present and accounted for and more hands-on, that's a conversation that should have been had privately. Yeah, this is a what, like, now I don't, <clears throat> you know, we have our issues with KP, um, rightfully so, but he throwing this um, luncheon for y'all to build team camaraderie and then here you go with this foolishness that, like you said, Candace should have been handled privately. And furthermore, the shop not open yet. I think you I, knew where I was going. You knew where I was going. Go ahead. The shop isn't open yet. How hands-on does she need to be for a shop that isn't back open yet? And speaking of hands-on, the, the reason it's not open because you niggas was not hands-on to get the paperwork to have the fucking shop open in the first place. And not only that, every time she tried to be hands-on, every time she tried to reconcile y'all, the train wreck you and KP created, it blew up in her fucking face. Right. Y'all got back the artist that y'all won in the shop. Okay. Uh, KP, Tim, Star, Corey, and so on and so forth. Nessie is back. Okay. The shop not open yet. What more do you want from her? Y'all can't do shit until the city say, okay, y'all, y'all could be open for business. Right. I feel like I don't need to see Tim on my TV. Tim need to be a silent partner. Right. And the fact that he's not a silent partner is honestly one of the biggest reasons why this shop does not seem to look like it's going to be a real big success, at least currently right now, whenever the hell it does open. Here from the preview, yeah. it look like it might not open. Yeah. Now, Star, I don't, I'm not, y'all know me, I'm not with that throwing drink shit. Yeah. My if thing, you don't like the way somebody's speaking to you, ha, take them outside, have a conversation with them or something. But I just feel like y'all be, y'all talking all of this vibe shit about this shop and the three people that's supposed to be running it got the worst vibes in there. Yeah. Now, that, cause that's what I was going to say. Um, I do, I think she, 
overreacted with and especially with the throwing drinks part yes i just wanted to drag tim because like tim initiated that shit when he didn't have when it wasn't necessary and also he don't have the range to do it but also girl what the fuck was that (laughs) yeah like i understand your frustration and like we could be honest somebody disrespecting you unprovoked really will make you fly off the fucking handle it will that's fine it will but when it comes to your job and all this preaching about professionalism, you you really got to put your ego in check and handle it in a way and set an example. You the shop manager. You really do have to lead by example as a manager. Yeah. Now I don't that's my that biggest the, problem with Tim and KP. They yeah, don't lead just, by example. Yeah. yeah, don't none of the people that's in the position to lead by example lead by example. Absolutely not. That that I had that big issue, and that's a risky um, disaster. Absolutely. Which I want to discuss Lemire. Okay. Now, everybody got issue with Lemire saying he's thinking about opening his own shop. I don't have a problem with him not telling anybody until he decides whether he's going to do it or not. I have no problem with that whatsoever. I had a problem with the way he treated Nessie, though. I agree. If I'm uncertain about me doing something, there's no need for us to talk about it until I make the final decision. Yeah. And as we could see with KP and I am, it's a lot of work going into try to open up, reopen a tattoo shop in the pandemic. So you can imagine the work that would go into Lemire trying to open a shop, a brand new shop in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. he hadn't even talked about finding a building he hadn't talked about a name he hadn't talked about when he would potentially want to open he got a baby on the way he got an, a successful business that's doing extremely well so no i don't think he owed anybody anything concerning the possibility of opening a shop yet except his partner his his uh his wife but my issue you said Nessie was your friend. She dated your homeboy, like your brother, and he treated her like shit. And this is my problem with, with straight black men. You should have held him accountable for treating that girl like shit. No, you didn't have to get in the middle, but he treated her like shit. It's, One it's, minute they hugged up, kissing everywhere. The next minute he go- he went completely ghost on her. Yeah, and see my. And you my, talk. Go ahead, friend. My problem with Lemire in this situation, from a business prospect, on both ends, like he didn't, from a, like he didn't, he wasn't obligated to conflict his friendship with Nessie, his partnership, and also friendship with Ken. I think that's the nigga name, uh, for the sake of business. So I get that part. However, the you where you lose me at is that he because he tried because honestly he gaslit Nessie. He was like. I didn't pick a side and I didn't want to get in y- y'all business. Okay, then why the hell are you accepting calls from Ken and you don't check on this? Like, you did pick a side. You absolutely did. You picked a side, then you told her it wasn't your responsibility to give a damn about her, what she was going through. But you were Let giving a damn about something. Ken because you, you was answering his phone call. Absolutely. Let me tell you something. I'm standing on the side of right. Period. That's it. I'm standing on the side of right. 
if the tables have been turned and Nessie cheated on Ken and blah, 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 I bet you he wouldn't have no issue saying, you did my nigga dirty. Mm. You know you wrong. Mm. You foul. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have had no issue going to bat for Ken. So the fact that this man basically ghosted this girl after they was in a relationship and he spoke, they supposed to be in love and you talking about I'm not getting in the middle. I don't like no motherfucker that want to be neutral when something is right and wrong. It was, yeah. it's no gray area there. You could have told you, you my nigga, I fuck with you, but you definitely could have handled that situation with Nessie a lot differently. If you didn't want to be with her, if you if if you had reservations, if you had doubts as a man, you should have went and talked to her because you a married man. Yeah. And you seem to be, for the most part, happily married. So you should know what it takes. You know what it takes on a communication level. And if you can't hold your friends the fuck accountable, who can you hold accountable? You didn't you didn't have to beat him over the head. You didn't have to stop fucking with him. But you could have said, hey, my nigga, you did not handle that good at all. And and by you not handling it good, that put me in a position where I could be stuck in the middle because I consider her a friend and family too. That's all it would have took. Yeah. And if he reacted badly, then that would have just let you know that that's not a nigga you need to be fucking with. At all. Also, if you my friend and you can't be bothered to care about me or look out for me, we don't need to be friends. Also let me that. tell you that. We don't need to be friends. And I hate the fact that so many people are cavalier and nonchalant about friendship. Yeah. It's- Y'all will go the absolute fucking mile for a romantic relationship. And when the pieces fall apart or when things go good, who is always there to support you? It be your fucking friends. Mm-hmm. Great friends are there, good, bad, and indifferent. So you absolutely should give a fuck about your friends. You absolutely are supposed to build community and look out for your friends. Friendship should be fulfilling. I feel like you was really nasty to Nessie in that situation, which leads me to Barbie. Let me tell you something. I feel like KP ego has led him uh, in a lot of this situation, but when it comes specifically to Barbie, somebody that he grew up with, went to school with, came up with the fact that this bitch is running around planning baby showers for Lemire and his girlfriend and all of that shit. I'm going to be honest with you, Jeremy, you might, you one of my closest friends. If our listeners don't know nothing else, they need to know that blood really couldn't make us no closer. You like family to me. If you tell me you don't fuck with a motherfucker, even if I feel you dead fucking wrong, I'm going to take your side publicly. Now I'm going to pull you to the side privately and say, hey, friend, you leading with your ego. I feel like you can handle this differently. I feel like this can go a, a better way if you if you take a step back and really assess the situation and take your ego out of it. But nigga, if you think the person you don't fuck with, I'm finna be sitting up planning their motherfucking baby shower. <laughs> nigga, please. Nigga, please. Yeah. And then seeing the way he treated Nessie, 
I do now understand why it was a slap in the face to KP finessing and Barbie to be siding with Lemire because Lemire got some ego shit with him too. Yeah, he do. Like I said, you ain't got to back your friends when they wrong, but you damn sure ain't got to uh, be hobbled up, hugged up with the person that, that they into it with. And yeah. I do remember the first season and Lemire did do some like little sneaky snake shit. Now, should that have spilled over to the whole cast? No. The whole shop? No. But I do, to an extent, understand why he is not fucking with Barbie in any capacity. Because she wasn't just an employee. They were ch their childhood friends. She made, she, she picked the side. So it just kind of is what it is. But just know. Even if you wrong, friend, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not dogging you out publicly. We're gonna have a conversation in private. Yeah. But I'm not helping you. I'm not helping the person you don't fuck with playing no baby shower. That is hysterical. Honestly, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot what the Or hell gender reveal, should I say? Honestly, I forgot what the hell Lamil had did uh sneaky in it, season. It one. was some sneaky. It was some sneaky. Like he has started trying to rally the shop to, to kind of try to push KP out or tell KP it it he did some sneaky shit. I remember it was sneaky, and mm -hmm. we had called it out. But like I said, I don't feel like it was big enough where it should have spilled over to every every tattoo artist in the shop. Gotcha, gotcha. But I do understand why he's taking it so personal with Barbie. Because we saw the same shit happen um, on Black Eek Chicago with Ryan and Van and Kat and them. When they yeah. tried to basically stage a coup yeah. <laughs> and, and take Nine Mag from Ryan. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was more about the fact that they had been longtime friends, damn near family, and that's the shit they was doing. Yeah. yeah. It kind of hit different. Cause Ryan didn't have all that energy for the other people in the shop, you know, for, for Lily and, and, you know, Junior Cobra and, all and all them yeah. motherfuckers. He had that energy for Cat and Van because they all came up together. Yeah. Yeah. Which speaking so, of Segway Jones, when is Cat going to be coming in on this season of Compton? I think the um, episode that'll air tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was pretty much it for that. Uh, Nessie, I thought they said KP got in a car accident. Nessie it got in a Nessie. little car accident. She wasn't hurt, you know, nothing like that. But y'all need to come the fuck on with that editing. Right. Y'all definitely made it seem like it was way more than the fuck it was. Yeah. They had that dramatic ass music then next the hell literally come back yeah. from commercial and shit. She like, girl, I woke up less today. Like, <laughs> Y'all don't have to drum up sensationalism. Just let the shit play out. Yeah, please. Um, Speaking of, we're going to head on over to Black Ink, New York. So first thing I want to say is Puma has had one of the greatest reality TV glow-ups of all time. I agree with that. Because remember, Puma didn't even have a front fucking tooth on that first <laughs> season of Black Ink because he would get so drunk and do stupid shit. That the nigga fucked around and knocked his goddamn front tooth out. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
nigga marriage was on the brink of disaster and every fucking thing. Puma look happy. Puma look healthy. Puma in therapy. Puma look moisturized. His dreads be neat. Um, I absolutely enjoyed that segment between him and Teddy where he talked about going to therapy. Mm-hmm. We really need to work harder at destigmatizing therapy and counseling and mental health care and mental health advocacy in Black communities. And we need to make it more accessible and affordable. Should be free, if we're being honest. Should be free. Should yeah. be free. Universal health care should be free. But another story, another day. Um, and I also think that a part of me understands why people from New York hesitate to move away from New York. Like I know anywhere you go, except for maybe California, the cost of living will be cheaper, but New York is an experience, right? New York, everything is accessible to you in New York. Everything except for affordable housing. (laughs) Everything is accessible to you. That's your whole life. You was raised there. He probably a generational New Yorker, mm. right? I understand his hesitance to uproot his whole life and everything he's worked hard for and moved to Atlanta. A generational nigga, if you will. Yes, but I appreciated Teddy saying, don't be afraid to do something new. Don't be afraid to step out on faith. Don't be afraid to go and establish something new somewhere else. You know, I ain't even gonna hold you. Teddy being the voice of reason is honestly fucking with me. We're not even gonna lie to you. Like, we on episode two or three where Teddy is the voice of reason. That's how we know we in the toughest of times. We are. We are. We kn- This is how we know the rapture coming. All right. Also, he is big as fucking his confession. To which, I'm going to be honest. Typically, we call Teddy fat, but we've been in a pandemic for so long. A lot of folks, everybody gained a little weight here and there. So yeah, I ain't going to hold them to it. At yeah, I ain't moment. even gonna hold you. I'm joking on it, but shit, I ain't got big to hell. Yeah, I ain't gonna even hold him on it, but yeah. But Teddy, that that I, put his he need to put his spanks back on. <laughs> now just change out that whatever that is, whatever that pink mesh shit he got in his just ch- just change the shirt. You on TV that, with your titties out. Because I think that's what it is. That damn frill, whatever the fuck you got on Teddy in your professors, <laughs> that picture. Put take your it titties off. up, you scaring the hoes yeah, away. Yeah, you scared. <laughs> <laughs> you scaring the calories away. That's what you're scaring. <laughs> um. Oh man. Uh. So I think I had called out before that. You know, they had put a big emphasis on what happened in that massage parlor down in Atlanta. Um. While we've seen, you know, very little about the going ons. Um, when it comes to Black lives. Um, but in this episode, Young Bay had the opportunity to tattoo the son of one of the victims. I thought that was pretty cool. I was okay with the march that they did, even though Young Bay was dressed like uh, like she was free before 11, but that's her business. I thought the <laughs> march was cool. Um, she got it from Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Young she <laughs> that might be the show title. <laughs> um, but you know, I was okay with this march. I was okay 
it was nice to see some um uh somebody that's black and Asian that looks black. <laughs> um, that boy Blackside really came through. His daddy genetics was dominant. That is I do think when we talk about uh other pe- persons of color being advocates to black people, this this is an example of that because so many other persons of color go silent when it's about black lives, black bodies, and so on and so forth. You cannot, uh, you won't be able to stop any kind of hate when you're not a good ally to other marginalized people. And not only just black people, but I'm talking about LGBTQIA and so on. You've, you've got to be a full ally. You cannot pick and choose how to be allies to marginalized persons. So yes, if it's stop Asian hate, is definitely, you know, Black lives are mattering. It's definitely trans lives are mattering. It's definitely LGBTQIA lives are mattering. You've got to be a full ally. You cannot be a piece of ally. It just don't work like that. Sorry, not sorry. Um, so I was, I it, I thought it was nice to see him, but then Young Bay turned around and was a fucking fool. But this also, in my opinion, friend, this is also a good example of what microaggressions look like. Because mm-hmm. all racism is not blatant. All ignorance is not blatant. And Puma decided when they were down in Atlanta during the pandemic, they had the tattoo off, the black ink tattoo off. So Puma decided while Seeds was out of town handling business, he would run it back again and do battle of the sexes, guys versus the girls. They brought in two two women, two darker black women. Because in my opinion, a true testament of an amazing tattoo artist is somebody who can tattoo darker skin. Mm -hmm. And so many artists, no matter what their style of tattooing is, so many artists are not equipped and not good and have not put the work into practicing to know how to put color on darker skin. Um, young babe was just kind of what's the word I'm looking for, friend? Arrogant, unaware. Yeah, she was arrogant. I think you know what? I think it was a combination of she was unaware and also well, because I mean, you know, granted, we finna you know get on a case, but you know, in fairness, Bay is a good tattoo artist, so I think she was leading with that. That you know, she is one of the better artists in that shop. And she was leading from a place of, I know what the fuck I'm doing. But she was, like you said, also on a well because she did not indeed know what the fuck she was doing in this specific instance. When you, so the thing is, when you're good at something, your arrogance will automatically kick in. For example, I know me and Jeremy are good at this podcast and shit. (laughs) You better know it. But. We we will all we have teachable spirits. Yeah. So if somebody who's more professional than us, let's say if Crystal and Fury said, Hey, I got some pointers for y'all that will really elevate y'all, we would take that. Mm-hmm. Or if we was giving advice to somebody that's new starting out a podcast and coming in the game, we would try to guide them from a from a place of we want you to win. It wouldn't be you need to listen to us because 
we good at this shit and we know what the fuck we doing. That was the energy Bay gave to the client. And I understand why the client was offended and, and felt away. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Because if anything, Bay could have been honest and said, while I do feel like I'm a great artist, I have not had the, the privilege and the opportunity to get more accustomed to doing colored tattoos on darker skin. So I'm going to take a step back and maybe default to another artist who has more experience with that. And honestly, that was my first like reaction seeing this. Cause I, cause I was thinking about it and I'm at least, you know, from what we've seen on the show, I don't know, you know, when they go off camera, cause you know, they got a whole ass different here. They got a shop here off the camera, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, cause that my first thought was, has, has Bay actually tattooed somebody with darker skin? I can't remember if she has, at least from what we've seen on the show. Like most well, of the time, we, oh, go ahead. We saw her tattoo prodigy from mob deep was it prodigy or havoc havoc which one was it prodigy passed away apologies we saw her tattoo havoc but it was a very simple black tattoo ah, when it, you get it. into colored tattoos it's a different so, ball game because dark darker skin and this is from somebody who has tattoos and has some color in my tattoos you have to be very careful and choose and pick your colors wisely because they will heal up differently and they will not show up with the same vibrancy as they would on a lighter complected person if you don't really put some thought in and know what you're doing. Right. And so I feel like, like I felt like her intentions were good, but how what you intended and how it was perceived can oftentimes be two totally different things. Right. And the impact. Yeah. Her intention was not to offend, but the impact was was offensive. Yeah, and I definitely understand why it why it was because it was like, well, no, you two. It, it basically came across as now nah, you too dark for a colored tattoo. Mm-hmm. And even Crystal's attitude got on my nerves. I don't do. St- I never been to the moon. I never been to outer space. So I don't do stars and Crystal, constellations. Girl, shut the fuck up. Wasn't it you can that say that her and Rock really don't have no place on this damn show? It was me. That'd be listen, and it's your, your mind. Your, your, it's right. <laughs> your mind, friend. Because girl, what? Speaking of which, have, have hold on. I gotta have we seen Crystal do well, she did one. We saw her do one, but has she done more than one damn tattoo since she's been on this damn show? I can't remember. I'm, Crystal is a really good tattoo artist. Like I, I sit, saw some of her work on the website, but again, to take that type of nasty attitude in front of clients, I don't, I don't rock with that. Yeah. If you yeah. don't know how to do something, just say you don't know how to do it. Yeah. That's my only thing. That's my issue with Bay. Is just say, hey, I, while I would love to get more experience doing color tattoos on darker skin. I really haven't had the opportunity. So I would rather you default to somebody else in the shop. And I don't care if it's battle of the sexes. If one of the men had more experience, you say, hey, Puma, we really want to make sure she get the best tattoo possible, but we are not familiar with doing, you know, vibrant colors on darker skin. Can we pull one of the guys in and get their thought, they insight, their opinion? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it was so many other ways that this could have went down 
And now in the previews for next episode, the client did call Puma and say Young Bay really made her uncomfortable, really fucked up this experience for her because she was offended. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say Bay is standing up and owning that experience. I will give her that based on the preview. She's definitely saying it was, how can I fix this? How can I... like, what can I do differently? How can I make this claim? What can I do? Because my my intention is to never offend anybody, especially uh, a, another person of color. So I'm wrong and I want to make it right. Yeah, I give her that. I give her that. Yeah, it's, a, it's a hell but of a she, lot better than some shit that Donna would have did. I'll tell you that for goddamn sure. Miss can't fucking spell. <laughs> I will never forget that shit. I will never forget that shit. <laughs> like, girl, you got an iPhone. How did you not? When you was typing the shit in and, and when you didn't get no squiggly line, perseverance. <laughs> <laughs> the hoe a dummy. Oh, man. Mm, 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 mm. Listen, it is never it is never not going to be an appropriate time to crack jokes about Donna. Period. Oh man. Um I honestly Bay's situation and also on the men's side with damn spider basically telling the, the client, you don't know what the fuck you got go- you don't know what the fuck you talking about. Sir, what? <laughs> oh. Like and they honest- got it together, but yeah, um, honestly spider. Spider is mad aggressive, and a part of me, judging by the way, like they kind of just shrugged it off. I feel like that's more like a New York thing than anything. Like mm-hmm. those of us not from New York, we be like, God damn, they aggressive. Like God, and New York people be like, What nigga? We chilling? Ain't nobody upset? Like even I gotta get on mic about that sometimes. Like nigga, why is you talking so aggressively? And he like, Who aggressive? I'm in a great fucking mood. Like, oh my god you sound like you finna rob me and we <laughs> hey god don't don't pistol with me shit i just asked what you wanted for dinner yeah i don't <laughs> so, so, like i'm learning that a lot of a lot of how they come across and like that's just new yorkers well n- New York, like the boroughs, not the whole state of New York, because most motherfuckers in in New York City don't recognize the state of New York. <laughs> then wherever, They'd whatever. be like, that's not New York, that's upstate. <laughs> I also wonder if like whatever Spider got going on at home is burrowing over Absolutely. To, to him just being always damn combative. Absolutely. He got he seems to be having some some health problems and based on the previews it's some health problems that you really can't cure. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean I guess we're gonna lock in and get loaded and see what that's what that's about. Um but overall I've so far I've not been upset about how this season of Black Ink has started off. And I know we we love chaos and mess, mess, mess. Um, but we have said in previous seasons of Black Ink, like we feel like they was they was basically fabricating mess to try to pull us in. Yeah. 
versus just allowing it to happen naturally. And I think some of the mess that we have been seeing has been happening, happening naturally. Like it's just been due to people's personalities and shit that they got going on in their own lives and so on and so forth. So I appreciate that. Mm. Like even with this seed shit in the baby mama, I don't feel like this is fabricated. Like I feel like him and his baby mama is both total bozos. I feel like Rock and Crystal is total bozos. I feel like Donna and Alex is total bozos and Donna takes no accountability. I do feel like any mess that we have been seeing and we gonna see more um, is not fabricated or forced. Because yeah. we could tell when it's forced. Agreed. So. But speaking of mess, uh, Salt Lake City Reunion Part 2 they really should call it the uh the real housewives of piling on Lisa Barlow, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Listen, the bitches are conniving cracker. I don't say it that like 50 limb times, but the bell's repeating. Listen, when you do clownery, the clown comes back to talk about you for, for 50 goddamn minutes on a reunion. So the first thing I want to say is if you bitches shut up more. If you bitches talk less and listen more, this narrative shit wouldn't even be on our TV screen because that woman never once said she was at the memorial with her father. That is a lie that Lisa told. Mm. Why the fuck would Meredith answer her phone in the middle of a memorial service? And when they ran the footage back, as usual, Lisa Barlow is caught fucking lying. Lion Lisa, that ought to be a nickname. Lion Lisa. Next thing, I'm sick of them acting like and I again fuck Lisa. She didn't owe Jen Shaw no invitation to no no lunch party or shit for no kids uh uh body line of hygiene products. What Espe- business you got besides with the FBI? And and especially anything inviting Jen to anything dealing with kids considering how she treated uh Meredith's kids like what and Lisa said that the last time her and Jen had it out her son heard Jen cussing Lisa out why would he want you there after you just disrespected the shit out his mom right like it's fuck Lisa but nobody owes Jen shot an invite to anything if they don't want to be bothered with all her toxic bullshit and drama Right, no, I wouldn't have invited you either. And yes, I would have invited Whitney because you and because Whitney and Lisa have, you know, they have businesses in parallel industries, skincare, hygiene, body care. That's a networking opportunity for Lisa and Whitney. So I absolutely would have invited Whitney. Yes. You know I would what? have. You know what Jen is? A fear of missing out ass nigga. Well, yeah, the bitch is but you know the, you, the bitch you get, is a is you, she the bitch lives in FOMO. Yes, lives in FOMO. Honestly, they should the put that on her jail. Honestly, they should put that on her ball when she go to jail. <laughs> FOMO 969. <laughs> Listen, because everything is always about somebody not wanting to be around her not inviting her to things nobody owes you anything and i'm gonna be honest 
if you got as if you got as big a legal issues as she does, I really don't want you around me either. Like girl, I don't want to be tangled up in nothing you got going on, even if I ain't doing shit wrong. Like that's like motherfuckers when when you find out somebody turning informant, is you hanging out with a snitch? Right. Which Jen's legal issues is too big for for her to act like people should willingly want to be around her. Sorry, right. not sorry. Which real quick, not to distract, but before before we started recording, I had scrolled on Twitter and I saw that it's reported that Takashi Snitch Nine is going through hard times, and all I got to say is, love it, suffer, you goddamn snitch yeah. or sex predator. Absolutely, absolutely. We don't give a fuck about none of that shit. About none of that shit. Okay. Um, I wish the Lego man would shut the fuck up sometimes. The Lego man. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It hit me. It hit me sooner than I said. Y'all not seeing it. Just because. She is built like a Lego man. That's one thing Lisa Barlow didn't lie about. The bitch is built like a a cinder block. eh? And that's okay because Dolce Cabana is still making clothes for your wide back ass. (laughs) Built like Johnny fucking Unitas. Leave us alone. Oh, you know what? All right. (laughs) Heather Unitas. (laughs) Show title. Um, when she was saying that Meredith wasn't being a great friend to Lisa, I just, Heather, you have managed to bring up every single episode for two seasons about how hard it has been for you being shunned from the Mormon church and so on and so forth. But you really think Meredith Marks had the mental capacity to deal with losing a parent the being on the tail end of all this Jen shit, her kids receiving death threats and so on, Jen having her employees still out her fucking store. When you got all of that going on, and Meredith even said, I was in a fucked up headspace for a, a good part of our filming of season fucking two, and after season one wrapped. Let, tell me what mental capacity Meredith had to be there for Lisa. And all her bullshit because she was always getting caught up in some fucking lies. And I do agree with Meredith that if I'm friends with Mary and I'm friends with Lisa and Lisa and Mary get into a mudslinging match and they both get low down and fucking nasty with each other, I'm not getting in the middle of that bullshit because it's childish. Like Meredith said, the shit shouldn't even be happening to begin with. That is correct. My only issue with Meredith, yeah, my only issue with Meredith and and Jeremy rightfully dragged her ass last week is that she should have absolutely called Meredith out for making those those racial slurs against Jeannie. Whether she liked her or not, she should have pulled her friend to the side privately and said, hey, we don't do that. We don't do that. Don't do that. I don't care if you like that woman or not. Don't do that. Yeah. Cause there's plenty more, there's plenty of other dislikable things you can talk about um, without like doing that. That was my only Absolutely. problem with Meredith that she didn't, that she didn't 
And like I said, it didn't even have to be performative and she didn't have to try to become allied to you. She could have just pulled Mary to the side and been like, girl, you're wrong. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. You called it a fucking day. But expecting her to get in the middle of two of her friends having a a rolling in the mud like two fucking pigs for no fucking reason other than they catty and stupid. I'm not getting in the middle of that. Right. Imagine me and Tay having it out and and we expecting you to get into the middle instead of resolving our issues like two grown-ass women. Right. That's dumb. That's dumb. And you bitches is too old to keep carrying on like that. Y'all are 50-plus years fucking old. You are 50 And if plus... you ain't, you look it. <laughs> you fit, y- y'all are 50-year-old titty women. What is you doing? Yep. That's, like, that's, that's my... Biggest issue there. I'm not getting in the middle of no shit like that. That's stupid. Like if it's a if it's a clear situation of right and wrong, then okay. But this stupid shit. This stupid shit with two women who are known to be very nasty and mudslingers. No, I'm not right. getting in the middle of that bullshit. No, I'm not. Like if y'all don't not go, gonna do it. If y'all don't go drink some milk and take a nap and shut the fuck up. And I wish they had called out Whitney and Heather for having a more pivotal role in trying to make it seem like Meredith lied about the date of her dad's memorial. You know, I'm glad we're here. I really do. It's not lost on me that Whitney and Heather start a lot of shit and keep a lot of shit going and don't nobody talk about that shit. Yep. Don't nobody say nothing. Like all the focuses on Lisa and Jen and hell Mary when she was there, and don't get me wrong, they definitely deserve attention because they shit starters. You know they terrible people. Hell and Jeannie, hell they terrible people. They shit starters. They deserve the attention on them. But that's not lost on me that Tweedledee and Tweedledwideback be starting the most shit and nobody say nothing. No, they don't. And and my thing is, I'm not even necessarily mad per se, because I mean, hell, we watch these shows for mess and chaos. We need people to keep shit going and make it interesting and make it juicy. But expect, but if y'all gonna get out on the, on this damn bandwagon of accountability and you shouldn't do that because it's catty and messy and we're too old for that, then why don't none of y'all say nothing to Whitney and Hill? Who, who honestly do not have storylines story without pot stirring. There you go. Let's talk about it. I feel like that uh gift of uh Shannon Sharp, like mm. I do want to talk about this one lie. Um, so while I fully believe that Mary and her church have some dirty dealings with their members and finances, mm-hmm. um, to find out that Lisa yet again lied about the situation with Cameron and Mary and that. You know, we she initially said that Cameron mortgaged his house to give Mary three hundred thousand dollars just for Jen, just for Lisa to sit on that fucking stage and say, well, she may have exaggerated. It may be like 10 percent of three hundred thousand. First of all, thirty thousand dollars is still a lot of money to give a church. But bitch, it's a big difference between thirty thousand and three hundred thousand dollars. Jabria, are you smart? Lisa, are you smart? That is a huge fucking gap. Huge. Mm-hmm. And honestly, okay. 
I feel like we're getting to a point where Andy needs to start finding other hosts for these reunions because he's a little bit too biased and he's not taking the proper steps to get the shit covered that should be covered. I, I would say because you being, being like, kind with little bias. <laughs> you being kind. Right? I, I feel like Cameron should have been brought onto the stage mm-hmm. or I feel like they should have brought Cameron, Cameron on the TV screen like they do Seth Marks when he mm-hmm. can't make it. But I feel like this could have been cleared up if they had reached out to the source. Cause I, cause like they had Cameron, they they teased it, they had, and this was one of my issues with the season. Like you have this, you have this this juice about what's with Cameron and Mary and the other stuff that going on in Mary hit going on in Mary Church. Hell, you literally got the damn video online. Hell, they brought it up in the first season of the goddamn reunion about how she talked to her followers. Well, yeah, followers, uh, members in the church and stuff. So you have this juice. And maybe it's a case of Mary not wanting to talk about it and refusing to talk about it. That's okay, cool. But if she's refusing to talk about it, then don't bring her back ass back for season two. Exactly. Because the the juice is there. You teased it. We only saw Cameron once. Didn't talk see him no more. And maybe y'all reached out to him to bring him back to see if he was open to talking about talking about it. Maybe he declined. Maybe not. But you we don't know because y'all y'all didn't follow up on shit. Absolutely. And, um, and, and in following up on shit, you allow allow lying ass Lisa to control the narrative. And now she done exaggerated some shit when it's probably some legitimately fucked up shit that married on did in that damn church that we could have explored, but y'all didn't do the damn research. Absolutely. I feel like a lot of this season um was fluff and filler. Now that we we are yes. at the end of it, yes, there's a lot of fluff, a lot of filler. I, mm-hmm. I absolutely, and we said this many episodes ago. We understand that Jen is in an ongoing legal battle, but there's other aspects of this situation we could have focused on, mm-hmm. like the lies, like her wanting people to be there for her while she's going through ongoing legal issues. Yeah, her behavior through say illegal. Her issues. behavior. The impact it actually had on her family. Yeah. Like I feel like this, this was it had this is way bigger than downgrading to a two-bedroom, three-bedroom townhouse. This is this is scam. This is fraud. And if y'all couldn't, and if y'all couldn't pull more out of Jen, y'all really could have cut her out of the season. Mm-hmm. Like she she could have been a friend of the show, to be perfectly damn honest, if that. Yeah, absolutely. Because, hell, y'all didn't even explore shit going on with the other cast. Hell, we just saw in real time, hell, goddamn Whitney husband being indicted his goddamn self or investigated. Yep. Um, Lisa never stands up in her shit. And when they went to lunch, um, she's trying to talk to Meredith and make it seem like it was the editing and blah, blah, blah. But no, that was you. Mm-hmm. That was you. That was definitely you. I and, do and wonder. Speak... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, friend. I wonder because at this, like, season one was one thing, right? Like at a reu- at season one reunion, where it's Jen and Lisa kind of formed this bozo uh, bozo brigade alliance, um, which we saw deteriorate in the following season. But you know, 
that when two bozos link up, that's uh, prime to happen. Um, but I wonder where and how Meredith and Lisa's hell at this point, I don't even know if they got a friendship. Like, where do like from because, like, of all the people on this show, like, they have been like in real life friends for years, and with this. It just within oh, these two shit, seasons, friend. That's oh, why yeah. we didn't see more from Cameron. Oh my god! Wow, he passed what? away. He did. Yes. Oh damn. Yeah, he uh, passed. He's no longer. He's no. He passed away. That makes. He had a uh, brain tumor, uh, and he ended up passing away. Condolences. Condolences. That make Mary Crosby even. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. And, and I hadn't thought to look into it because one minute we saw Cameron and the next minute they we didn't no more. Right. So I was like, maybe he decided he don't want to do it no more. Maybe Mary was threatening legal action and consequences or whatever the case. But no, he passed away. So condolences, which makes Mary an even bigger religious predator to me. Yeah. Because while this man was battling uh, health issues, you was trying to run through his pockets. Mm. Mm. Ugly with that one. But while we here, um, I'm not shocked that Mary went on a on a text message tirade and was cussing all the women out because she don't like being held accountable for her bullshit. And the thing is, and I say this all the time, and, and people even tried to argue me down about this. In in its truest form, no black people cannot be racist, but Mary certainly has a lot of prejudice for other people of color. And yeah, she even has black a lot people. of anti-blackness for her own people. Yeah. And her and she was mad at Meredith, mad at Lisa, hated Jenny, talking shit about Whitney, said Heather looked like she was inbred and all of this other stuff. But at its purest form, all of this is a reaction to her being held accountable for the very, very ugly, prejudiced things she was saying about other people. Yeah. And has not been every saying, Mexican is a Mexican thug. Yeah. Cause I was it's about to say, ugly. cause mm. I, cause I feel like people, you, you know, I'm finna go. Cause I feel like people are focusing on the genie situation. And especially when we saw, you know, it being revealed Jenny is a racist. I feel like people, it's one of them things where people, we say it all the time, people cannot fathom that two things can be true at the same time. Like, yes, Jenny is a racist and a bigot. And also, Mary is a bigot and very prejudiced. And also, that situation aside, Mary has been that way before Jenny came into the picture. Have Absolutely. we forgotten season if we, one? <laughs> like, if we are, if we are to be honest, I feel like the the comment she made about Jeannie's eyes absolutely the intention and the impact were totally different i absolutely do not think she was trying to be offensive i feel like she thought she was giving a genuine compliment when she really could have said that the shape of your eyes are absolutely beautiful to me and called it a day in my opinion, that was the least one of the least offensive things she said. I think the Mexican thug comment ranked higher. I think the anti-black comment she made about seeing black people outside 7-Eleven and she keep driving ranked a lot higher to me. Yeah. But as, as history shows that when it comes to black and brown people, you know, prejudice and, and bigotry against us is never held to the same standard as it is with other 
persons of color, if we are to be <laughs> honest. If we are to be honest. Because if she had if she had made a comment about a, some type of comment about black women's hair or something and or some shit like that, oh please, it would have certainly been overlooked like that, uh, like that comment about black how she feel like black men who she see outside the 7-Eleven are thugs and waiting to rob her, harm her, drug addicts and shit. Which, which... Because that should have been enough to keep her from coming back to the show, if we being honest. Yeah. Yeah. That and the, and the, because what, did she made, yeah, because both of that was season, season one, like the, the, or was it? Was the Mexican thing like that? Was the Mexican thug comment was this season when they found out about uh Jen's charges? Okay, when they got to when they got to bail, she was talking to Lisa and was like, It's like she's a Mexican thug, she did it, she absolutely did it. Yeah, so yeah, like that was season two. Yeah, Yeah. in my opinion, Mary has made worse comments than that, than that comment she made about Jeannie's eyes, and and it was still very offensive, nonetheless. Yeah. But that to me, if it if it's a top three, that's number three. Yeah, like I agree, she shouldn't have been back for that for what she said about black people alone, and that's my. I think that's my. <laughs> I think that's my. Um, I want to say annoyance. Like I said, I feel like people are just focusing on the genie situation and trying to absolve Mary's t- total behavior, and it's like no, she was a bigger before that. Yeah. So like so and she was a bigot before that and she absolutely should be held accountable for being a bigot and like you said Ken she don't like to be held accountable which is why she went on the tirade she went on. Yeah, and lashed out at everybody. Like most people who hate accountability tend to do. Yep. Hell, Candace dragged one of them in the beginning of this damn show. <laughs> yep. And my other thing is like I do feel like uh, Heather put a lot of sauce on being body shame because these women talk about each other like dogs. Uh, yeah. Okay, you get called fat, but y'all didn't call Meredith every type of hoe and liar in the book. Mm. Y'all didn't mm. call Whitney every type of home wrecker in the fucking book. Mm. Every time y'all feel like it, y'all bring up Mary's marriage to her step granddad. Like y'all, y'all do a lot of dragging. And let me say, that's why this show is this. Continue. If friend. you don't want to be drugged, then don't be dragging. Mm. Heather had too many opinions this season to be on that stage crying about her her back being called big. You got a big back. You a big back bitch. It is what it is. It is if you if you built like a Chrysler three hundred, you just built like a Chrysler three hundred. <laughs> Shout out to Messy Maya. Rest in peace, King. <laughs> Classic. Your back big, your shoulders wide, your nostrils big, your head look funny, bitch. It, it just is. It. But somebody liked it because you got kids. Somebody, somebody laid you on that big back, cocked them legs up, and they went to work on Myra's back. All right. <laughs> All fucking right. <laughs> Oh fucking right. You know what? That's enough. That, that's enough. I ain't got nothing else. You are something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to we could finally get to Andy and the girls addressing Lisa's hot mic moment. That wasn't 
You are on a reality show. What the fuck made you think cameras wasn't rolling? Mm. You still had your motherfucking mic on. And Meredith said it. This you you said what you said with intention. And the amount of vitriol and venom in it, you meant that shit. Mm. I don't know. You ain't no friend of that woman. I don't know where or how. Um, I don't even want to call it a friendship at this point. Um, I don't know where or how Lisa and Meredith's dealings with each other goes from here because that's some shit you really can't come back from. On top of all the other things leading up to that. Yeah. Which that's sad. You don't throw away a friendship with somebody that you've known for years in two goddamn seasons of a reality TV show. That's sad. And the and fact for that what? you... First, first of all, I'm going to be honest. I would have preferred Lisa to say I said it and I meant it than to offer a fucking apology because you you believe everything you said out your mouth. Nobody, I'm not going to say nobody, but somebody that you truly love and care about, you don't talk about them like that in a fit of fucking rage. Why are you having a fit of rage with your friend like that? Right. Why are you having a fit of rage for some shit that you are, for situations you created? Let's be honest. If Meredith was really your friend, you wouldn't even entertain no questions about her personal life, her dad's memorial or nothing. You know what a real friend would have said? That's Meredith's personal business. I can't imagine what it feels like to lose a parent. And I'm not about to sit up here and discuss this. When we get to the, when we get to Bell, when we get to Zion, y'all ask Meredith these things yourself. Don't put me in none of this shit. In my opinion, that's what a real friend would have did. I wouldn't have entertained a single fucking question about Meredith's dad passing. You open up the floodgates for that. You let Whitney and, and, and Big Back Betty bait you right into, we stay in alliteration, bait you right into dogging your own friend out. Because mm. you could have shut the fuck up and said, when we get there, y'all ask Meredith if y'all want to know so bad. Mm. And I'm as just... her friend, why you wasn't at the memorial? Why you didn't send flowers? Something. Why you didn't send a card? I just want to know, just again, was it worth it, Lisa? Was it worth it just throwing away? How long they've been friends for? Fucking friendship. 20 years, something like that. 10, something. It's some double-digit friendship. You threw it all away for some goofy bitches on a reality TV show. That's sad. I also want to ask this question. Or I want to point this out. Did I point this out last week, friend? Let me know if I did. In season one, Lisa did all that fucking crying when Meredith finally told her her and Seth were separated. You did. You actually did. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm about to say how you, I just, it bears repeating how you go from she's a whore, she's a slut, she's a bitch, she fucked half half the men in in New York. How you go from not knowing she was even separated from her husband and crying to knowing she fucked half the men in in New York? Mm -hmm. I just want to know how that worked out. Mm, the math is not math, and beloved. Because you literally found out about her and Seth being separated. We was halfway into the first season. And how many episodes was season one? 10, 12? Uh, I think, I think 14. So I just, I just, I just want to know 
Mm. I just, I just really, truly want to know how you knew that. Just full of shit, just mean and nasty. If we honest, just mean and fucking nasty. She's not a, she's not a, she's not a good person. She's not a. It was sixteen episodes with a three-part reunion, so basically thirteen episodes. Yeah, I, I was just looking it up myself. And we might have found out they were separated in like episode six or seven. Mm-hmm. So. And this I, season, I just, counting the episode that's going to air tonight, because tonight is part three, and this season is going to be 24 episodes mm-hmm. in total, counting the reunion and part three of the reunion. Mm. Exactly. So I just feel like Lisa full of shit. You was mean, you was nasty. You not you and Meredith are not friends, and I absolutely understand Meredith's uh hesitance to offer you any type of thoughts and feelings on where y'all stand and how y'all can move forward. Cause I really wouldn't, I really wouldn't have shit to say to you at this moment. Yeah. I really wouldn't have nothing to say to you. It, it, I just wouldn't do that. I don't care. You a terrible friend. You a terrible friend. And that just is what it is. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Fuck Girl, you. Suffer, suffer, Lisa. Suffer. Uh, I'm also very interested to hear Seth's thoughts on everything that Lisa said. And I want to hear Lisa's husband's thoughts on everything that his wife said about a couple that they've been friends with for a very long time. You know, that's a good point. That's a good point. I would be interested. I would be very disappointed in my spouse to see some shit like that on TV. Mm -hmm. It was, it was, it was a mess. It was indeed a mess. And um, I feel like we need a little fresh blood on the show. Not a genie, though, and do your homework. Right. Don't bring no more racists on this damn show. Uh, and honestly, you can get rid of something because Mary ain't coming back. Get rid of Gina. Hell, Jen, get rid of Jen, too. Because, I ain't. Because it's, again, it's not lost on me that Jen was comfortable being friends with Mary before this show, knowing how, how prejudiced and anti-Black Mary was. Yeah, you, you 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 didn't have a problem with Mary being that way until y'all fell out on this damn show, Jen. I ain't forgot. Not I've not forgotten either. Have not forgotten. Also, it, it's not lost on me that Meredith revealed just how little support Lisa offered her in dealing with this father situation. Like having to reach out to your best friend after saying, "Hey, my dad is dying." having to reach out again and say, hey, my dad has passed away, having to be the one to reach out and having to send a text saying, I don't, for us to be as close as we are, do not feel supported by you. Again, it's not lost on me that as somebody that was friends with her for 10 plus years, you didn't even offer to be at the memorial. Mm. That's not strange. No, it's absolutely strange. And again, just Lisa, Lisa's a terrible person that she not seeing heaven. Because let me say this. And I want to give a huge shout out to Darren of I'm Not Mad, I'm Pissed and Bree from Mama Meets World. When Mike's dad passed away and we flew in 
to Raleigh and and drove down to Myrtle Beach because it was off season. We couldn't get no no good flight in. Darren and Bree met us at the airport. Okay. Met us at the airport with hugs, cars in hand, um, a bear, teddy bear for London, asked us if we need a thing, offered their homes to us, asked, made sure we ate and anything else. So it's very fucking strange that your friend of 10 plus years that live in the same city as you, you didn't know when her dad's memorial was because you didn't send a flower, a card, to boot. Because mm. if you send flowers, don't you know when to, you know when to send them to, where and when to send them? Because you yeah. know when the memorial is and where it's being held. So something in the milk ain't clean. And Lisa, you're not nearly as good a friend of Meredith. And so it makes absolute sense why Meredith is not jumping in the middle of a, a, a grease, a hot grease on your behalf. Because that's a very strange friendship and it was strained long before that hot mic moment. And based on that hot mic moment, you've been not fucking with Meredith. Let's call a spade a spade. Yep. I think that's it. Shit. Yep. I ain't know we was going to drag how we drag it today, but shit, we got, we got deep down in our bag. We'll, uh, we'll be back next week. Yeah, we'll be back next week. And like I said, make sure you go check out uh, Elle's business. Make sure you follow her. If you're in Atlanta, she travels. She has a suite where you could come if you want to book an appointment that way. Get your chakra aligned. Get your back in order and every fucking thing else, okay? Pay black women, okay? Oh, and shout out to Gary. He got a new episode coming out. Randy Simone got a new episode coming out, Being Free with Simone. Please check out that episode. She she did a series on parental trauma, overcoming it, the how it affects our lives as adults and not just kids. And there's a new episode of Red Light Special dropping tomorrow where me, Tate, and Randy are going to be talking about uh, the sexual calendar year because it's a sexual holiday for every day, everything. Y'all didn't miss uh y'all didn't miss threesome day, which was three three. But y'all can still be present in on time for no draws day. So be prepared for that. Uh, go listen to the latest episode of Ratchet Reloaded. Ooh, it's a new Jocelyn's tonight. It's a new Jocelyn's tonight. She gonna get wicked, okay? Cabernet. Yeah, the cab, the cabaret, the cavalry. She put a V in it. Go check out, it's a new. So go listen to us. Go check out the wind down with me and Tia, Okay. Go check out me and Jeremy's video episode for our, uh, not last episode, but the episode before that. The video episodes is going to get good once love and marriage is back. So let's be be on the lookout. Um, but we out. We appreciate y'all. Go join our Patreon. Red Noise level gets you a lot of good shows. $10 level gets you video content and, ex- and other exclusive content. We appreciate y'all. The woo wrap up and everything else. Uh, we out, niggas. Peace.